3: and gentlemen, this is Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries. Great to be with you today on this Watchman Radio broadcast. We're going live right now on YouTube, Facebook, and on Omega Radio and Blog Talk Radio. These are our four platforms. And from these platforms we are launching out to the ends of the earth by the grace of God Almighty to whosoever will hear and come into contact with the ministry. We want to welcome you to the ministry and to today's broadcast. We're excited to be with our friends right now on Blog Talk Radio, if at any time during the broadcast, you would like to call in and ask a question or make a comment, the number to call is 818-369-0326. And then always press 1 on your dial pad. But let me give that number again, just in case you're tuning in right now and uh, just need me to go a little bit slower. <clears throat> the number to call anytime during the broadcast, if you have a question or a comment, or statement you would like to make, 818-369-0326, and press one on your dial pad, and we'll bring you right into the broadcast. Again, 818-369-0326. And one more time, 818-369-0326. And then on Facebook under Omega Radio, we're live there right now and under YouTube at New Wine Ministry TV, New Wine Ministry TV. And you can listen to us live also on omegaradio.org, omegaradio.org. That is where we are broadcasting. And I'm excited about today. I, I've got to tell you, I've got a giddiness in me, a godly giddiness. Um, and, and I'm genuinely with the message that I'm going to be bringing forth here in just a moment that I believe came from the Lord and I'm going to share it and I think the one thing that I, I want to uh, clearly state um, is that I believe that I've said it for many, many years on these broadcasts, I truly do believe in balance. I believe balance is the key to everything an imbalanced um, narrative an imbalanced you know life, It just doesn't work, and one of the things my pastor taught me uh, many, many years ago was remember balance, and we're learning to be more balanced, and we're walking a tightrope, and you've got to really learn balance, right? I mean, the narrow pathway is all about being able to balance as you're walking along that tightrope of life, and so we, you know, sometimes we see things uh, as a severity, and then we see the goodness of God. I mean, we're told in the scriptures, behold, the severity and the goodness of God. And it's always about what side of the day do you want to live in? Do you want to live in the severity of God? Or do you want to live in the goodness of God? Do you want to live and behold, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you? Or do you want to live in that? Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. So in the same day there is both glorious light and gross darkness, and to be in the middle, the gray zone, you know, that is where you get spit out of the mouth of God, so we are advocates of going all the way into the light, having nothing to do with the darkness, and definitely not having one foot in and one foot out, and I think that's important for all of us, and I think we would agree that's the way to live this Christian life, so um, there is an excitement about life. I mean, just waking up And you know, for us here, a sunny day and blue skies, and it's been raining a lot lately. And so it just feels better. A good night's sleep, praise the Lord for the prayers of the saints, and uh, we're just excited about life. We got things ahead of us that we're looking forward to. We've got projects that we uh, have upcoming projects. Uh, We'll be out on the ark today doing a little work and uh, you know, going about the business, and and then some other things that just we enjoy doing. I was out with my grandson last night and another brother from church after our Bible study, and uh, we we ate, you were not going to believe this, Dairy Queen hamburgers. There was nothing else open. So we ate Dairy Queen hamburgers, and my grandson, Cameron, ordered this peanut butter parfait, but he didn't want it. He wanted something else, so he asked me if I wanted it. i take one bite, and I ate the whole thing. It was, you know, just tremendous. So you know what? We don't do that all the time, Uh, And what does that have to do with today's sermon, right? Well, here's what I'm saying. What I'm about to share with you, I think is, I don't think, it's the word of God. And yet there's another side. You know, there's two uh, two sides to every coin. You've heard that. And I just keep asking, what side of this moment do I want to be found in? So I'm wanting to live my life in everything I do, whether I go shopping whether I'm doing projects, whether I'm preaching the word of God, whether I'm hitting the ball with some friends playing tennis, whatever I do, I want to do it in the light. I want to do it in Christ and I find that when I live my life in the light and the glory of Jesus Christ, it's an abundant life. It's a it's a life that is so filled with excitement, my relationship with my wife, our marriage when it's lived in the light of Christ, we have an exceptional time. And and we have just a joyful life. And yet on the other side, it's, called, it's almost like living in Goshen where they had light and they didn't really have any problems that Egypt was having. That's kind of what I'm referring to. So what I'm going to share with you today, I believe that what I'm saying is accurate. I believe it's true. But I also want to call believers to remember that in the light, you have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken that you have built your life upon the rock, and when the storms of life come, you're going to stand. Life is never easy, even in the excitement and the glory and the light and the joy and the peace and the love that we have. Life is filled with challenges. To that, there's no doubt, but we're not talking about a life that's being challenged just by life itself. We're talking about end-time Bible prophecy and things that God is saying, that God is saying certain things to our generation globally, all over the world. And he's speaking directly to the church and encouraging the church to come up higher, to come fully into the light, to measure up to the fullness of the stature of the firstborn son of God. And he's also warning the wicked. He's warning the world of the day of judgment, like in the days of Noah. I mean, it's no different than like it was in Noah's day. And so I just... I wanted to bring this out that what I'm about to say, I believe it with every fiber of my being. And yet, the other side of what I'm saying is, thank God for being born again. Thank God for having our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank God that we have received an abundance of life from a God who is known as the Father of Life, who only gives good gifts to his children. Thank God he's a disciplinarian. Thank God we get reproved and rebuked. Thank God we get chastened at different times or chastened at different times because those I love, I chasten and rebuke. And he's bringing us up into sonship. He chastens us for our own good. He's growing us up into Christ so that we can be useful to him about his business. And while we live in this world and we go to work and we pay the bills and we go through you know all the things that life is about, that's very real. That is not make-believe, that people are getting up early in the morning, and they're going about their business, and they're going to work, and they're doing this, they're doing that, and, and, and they have life, you know, and they're being responsible stewards, and uh, they're being diligent, and they're being faithful, and, you know, life is going on. Kind of like on 9-11, life was going on. You know, during Katrina's storm, life was going on. During 2020, COVID-19, life was going on. Now, as life is going on and then the challenges come, we, if we're well-instructed, will have a better ability to navigate through what is coming down the pike. Whatever may come, if we are being true to ourselves and true to God and true to, you know, the life that God has given us, we should have an ability when the 2020s come, when the 9-11s come, when the Katrina's come, et cetera, et cetera, to be able to navigate through. And this broadcast, really, this particular Watchman radio station is all about preparing God's people to navigate. In 2003, God said, do not pray for America any longer, but rather pray for the saints of God in America, that they will be able to navigate through the storms that lie ahead. And there have been many storms since 2003. In 2003, America passed the point of no return. A lot of people didn't like that idea. They said one thing after another about the return of America, even a presidency with Donald J. Trump. But it really has not turned America back to God. That is not really happening. It has brought a further divide, quite frankly, the Donald Trump presidency, not that he was the, the division maker, but his very presidency brought a division. And you know a house divided cannot stand, which means it brought greater uh, direction in the realm of judgment. And so we're going to talk about something today that's very absolute. It's black and white. There's no maybes, what ifs, and I believe it. I want you to know that. But for me and for my house and and, and the people that I live with and walk with through the journey of life in Christ, this doesn't seem to have a negative effect upon us. We are doing what God told us to do the best way we know how to do it. And while we not ha- not have yet achieved, you know, the perfection that God has called us into in maturing in the likeness of Christ in nature, we are on the right path. And we're walking with people that desire to go all the way and become that glorious church without spot and wrinkle. We are desiring to please and honor the Lord in everything we do. That's why we even take a day of rest just to relax and spend time with God, not out of religious obligation, but because we just want to bail out of this world where there is busyness and, you know, all the things that go on and spend time with God. And we admit we desire to spend more time with God and are actually trying to make a way where we could spend time. Jesus constantly was in communication with his father. He was the busiest man on the earth doing the most important mission on earth, had to do with people everywhere all the time. And yet he was constantly going off into the wilderness, he was getting away to pray. He was spending time. People were looking for him. Where were you? There's a lot of work to do. And He says, man, I'm, I'm with my father right now. And I believe that all of us children, we need to find moments to get away and spend time with God. Not get away and play, but literally get away, go into the mountains, hear the voice of God, see the beauty of the Lord. I believe that is important, even though... The message that God is sending to the earth is true. And I want to get into that message with you right now. So I am just thanking God for my salvation. I thank God that I'm living on this planet with his grace and his mercy, his forgiveness, his love, his kindness, and relationship that he relates to me. And I can relate to him in some degree, and so can you. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's the word of God. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord shall do great things. Now, the great things that the Lord is going to do is in your life. And God desires to do great things in our lives. And we should not shy away from that because we understand the time of darkness and judgment that is coming upon the earth and is already here. We, who are born again, have been born again into some other reality And yet we are called, I am called, to declare what the Word of God says to a sin-sick world that refuses to repent and turn away from God, or turn to God, turn away from the world unto God. And so that is our calling, that is our work, and to equip and prepare the church. Now, what does it actually mean? What does it actually mean? What is God saying today? So I'm going to get into it. And by the way, I wanted to ask you. Uh, I, I heard on Tuesday we preached a message that uh, my wife Patricia is saying it needs to go viral, and she's getting it out to friends and sending it out there. But when I heard the audio quality, it didn't sound very good. And I just wonder if we're coming through loud and clear with um, it, with a with a with a, uh, a nice clear sound, or is it kind of tinny and and all of that, because what I heard on Tuesday was ten. So anyways, if you could let me know about that, I would appreciate it. I tried to, I don't know what changed on the board. Uh, we were doing really good, but <clears throat> we'll work that out. So let me, first of all, say good morning to Kevin Hauger. He's with us today. God bless you, Kevin. He makes a lot of this work, by the way, on YouTube, Facebook, and everything you get to see if you do tune into the broadcast. Kevin Hauger is the man behind the scenes making it all happen. We always appreciate him. Brenda Torville is with us. Today, good morning, Brenda. God bless you. Charlotte Gotch is with us today with a good morning. Melissa Fletcher, Pastor Melissa Fletcher is with us this morning. Good morning to all of you, Charlotte, Melissa, Brenda, Kevin, Kathy Bruns. Good morning from Ken and Kathy. Could you do a teaching someday on what it means to put on the whole armor of God? Absolutely, we can. As a matter of fact, that'll be broadcasting on Wednesday next week. We're in chapter 6 of Ephesians. Uh, We're saying good morning to Denny Sossaman from uh, he and Sally. Good morning to both of you, dear friends. We got to travel with them to South Dakota. What a blessed time it really was. Uh, Armor is what I meant. Okay, Cindy Messman, all the way. Our sister Cindy from California. Cindy, I trust things are going well for you. There's a lot of prayer going up here in Arkansas for your mom. God bless you and um, condolences to you and your family for whatever may be today and the days ahead. Enjoy as much as you possibly can in this moment. Uh, Carol Carey, good morning everyone. Good morning to you, Carols. Um, we see Cindy is sound is sounding good. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, everything is sounding good. Good, 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 good. We got thumbs up everywhere. So with that being said, are you ready, you know, are you ready to hear the word of the Lord? Let's hear the word of the Lord. I believe it's true. Let me get some of this going down. And it's nothing new, by the way. Nothing new. By the way, Pastor Jeff Bass may be calling in today. I want to say thank you to all of our friends up in South Dakota. Pastor David and Victoria Obenauer uh, had a great conversation with Pastor Dave yesterday. We've got some exciting things. Lane uh, in the future, looking forward to that. Hearing from Pastor Kevin Honeycutt the other day was pleasurable. Haven't heard from him for a very long time. Glad he's doing uh, what he's doing in Tennessee. Uh, Pastor Jeff Bass in Virginia. Pastor Dave in South Dakota. Uh, there's a there's a knitting together going on there, and I praise God for it. And uh, we'll see what the Lord's going to do with that. So now, what I want to get into here's what I hear. <clears throat> the Lord's saying. And I want to go right directly to Luke chapter 13. So I'm going to get myself over to Luke 13. I'm going to say verse 6, Luke 13, 6. Now, as I share this with you, this is what I prophetically hear in the spirit. You be the judge. And remember what I just began the broadcast with. You want to definitely be on the right side of this day. but the, and, and as we're living, as we're going, and events continue to come upon the earth that are biblical in nature, what I'm about to share with you right now is to equip you so that when it comes, you will not be disturbed. Jesus said in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, I've told you these things before they come so that when they come, you will not be caught off guard, right? That's what he said. So the purpose of declaring what shall be in the realm of judgment upon the earth to the saints is to make them aware so they're not bewildered when these things come. Here's what I hear the Lord saying. Luke 13, 6, he spoke also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. Okay, we're going to talk about the fig tree. We're going to talk about the vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Now, the parable, as you're going to see in just a moment, is concerning Israel, where Jesus was when he spoke the parable, and he compared them to a fig tree. He is utilizing the parable to describe Israel as the fig tree nation. Okay? So it says that he he came and he sought fruit, and he found none. So I want you to get this. Take note of this. Please don't forget this. While Jesus, Yahshua, was in Israel 2,000 years ago, thousands of people were coming out to him and receiving his message. Remember, he was healing the sick, raising the dead, and yet in the parable, he comes to Israel and he says, I'm looking for fruit, but I'm not finding any. Well, a lot of people would say, wait a second, aren't all those thousands of people that are going out to you to get healed, isn't that fruit? And that is not fruit that he was looking for. And I want you to really consider that deeply when you when you look at this passage. So the Lord is coming to the fig tree nation, Israel, which is part of his vineyard. He's looking for fruit and he found none. Verse 7, Luke 13, 7. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. And that is the time that Jesus was walking through Israel. He was there for three and a half years during his ministry. And he says, three years I've been looking for fruit on, within this nation. He said, and I find none. I'm not finding what I'm looking for in the nation of Israel. There are people coming out, getting healed, delivered, set free, demons cast out. I'm doing work, but I'm not seeing the fruit from this nation that I'm looking for. Very interesting. And he said, cut it down. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? So Jesus in the parable is telling... The hewers with axes, it's time to cut this nation down. Now in 70 A.D., it was cut down. The nation of Israel, the fig tree nation, was cut down. But why? It says in verse 8, and the hewer or the, the, the dresser of the vineyard, Answering, said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Leave it alone, just a little longer. The Lord said, cut it down. The intercession went in and said, wait a second, give us another year to do some more work in the nation. And then he said, let it go this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it, and if? it bear fruit verse nine well in other words leave it alone and if it and if not if after this labor it does not bear fruit then after that you shall cut it down that's like the church saying to God who's saying cut america down as a tree a nation trees represent nations in Bible prophecy and the church is interceding say wait lord give us a little more time to labor here, and then if it produces fruit, the nation produces fruit, then well, and if it doesn't, then cut it down. All right, so what is this parable about? We're talking about a vineyard. We're talking about a fig tree. The fig tree, no doubt, was the nation of Israel. 70 AD, the nation was cut down. Now, having said that, let's go take a look at Isaiah chapter 5. Isaiah chapter 5, we'll begin in verse 1, Isaiah 5, 1. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved, touching his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard in a very fruitful hill, and he fenced it, and gathered out the stones thereof, and planted it with the choicest vine, and built a tower in the midst of it, and also made a winepress therein. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth wild grapes. So here, in Isaiah's parable of the vineyard, he's showing that The the Lord had built it, he put a fence around it, he gathered the stones out of it, he put the choices of vine, he built a tower in the midst of it, he made a wine press for the wine, right? And he looked for grapes. So he did something really good for the nation, within the nation of Israel, but it brought forth wild grapes. It brought forth that which was contrary to him. We talked about it last night in our Bible study. How in the book of Ephesians, the Lord was reaching out to a people that turned their back on him. And Jeremiah chapter 2 is the message. But here, the same point comes into view. And Isaiah 5.3 five, five, says, And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, I pray you, between me and my vineyard. What could have been done more to my vineyard? that I have not done in it. Wherefore, when I looked that it, it should bring forth grapes, brought it forth wild grapes. In other words, God is saying to Israel, what more could I have done for you, Israel? I have built you as a vineyard. You are my vineyard. And I have put a hedge around you. I have built a tower within you. I have built a wine press within you. My delight, my desire was to bless you. And what more could I have done? And why are you producing wild grapes? Or why are you producing things contrary to my heart? Verse 5, now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away the hedge thereof, and it shall be eaten up and break down the wall. Thereof, and it shall be trodden down, and I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned nor digged, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. So what is God saying? You see, when I look at this parable, when I I see it in so many different dimensions, I see it as a nation called Israel. I see it as the United States of America, another nation that God planted, the Judeo-Christian nation of America. I see that this was a vineyard. He built a tower. It was all intended to be good, a very fruitful place. And then how it turned contrary to him and produced wild grapes rather than godly grapes, right? But I also see it as an individual, how God could take our lives and sow into it and bless us, and then we turn against the Lord. So what does he do? Well, in Israel, he tore down the hedge. In a human being, we have something called an immune system. And you know AIDS, autoimmune disease, that's when your immune system is weakened. So what God says he's going to do to the vineyard, and you know, we at the ecclesia, the church, we're the vineyard of the Lord today. And it's, our hearts are the garden of the Lord. But if we don't produce good fruits back to the Lord, he will take away the hedge the immune system of a person's life, he will bring it down. He'll bring down the wall of salvation and he'll allow the adversaries to enter in and to begin to destroy and lay waste the vineyard of the Lord in our own hearts. And when the immune system comes down, disease and plague and pestilence enter in, there's no resistance. You can't fight it off. The immune system is gone. So the immune system around America, the immune system around Israel, is what is in mind here. Now, he goes on to say in verse 7, For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah his pleasant plant. And he looked for judgment, but behold, oppression. For righteousness, but behold, a crime. What are we seeing here? Jesus, in the Gospel of Luke, had a vineyard. There was a fig tree. Cut it down. The fig tree represents Israel. We just read here, the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. All right? So he's talking in parable about a people. I believe the Lord has given forth a mandate years ago concerning America. Cut it down. He began to remove the hedge. There was intercession. And people were saying, no, Lord, hold on. Let us intercede. Not on my watch. And they, and they wanted to go into it. Here we are, 2021. No fruit. We're not talking about the people that went out to Jesus. Remember, it's not the fruit he's looking for. He's looking for national repentance from the government all the way through the land. Because it's a Judeo-Christian nation. And righteous rulers were in the land. They're gone. Wild grapes are now there. So the Lord is going to allow this nation to be cut down. But let's not stop there. Let's go a little bit deeper. And let's go to Mark chapter 12. The Gospel of Mark chapter 12. And I'm going to begin in verse 1. Mark 12, 1. And he began to speak unto them by parables... Here's another parable, the third parable we're looking at. A certain man planted a vineyard and set a hedge about it and digged a place for the wine fat and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. Same parable. Jesus is talking to the nation of Israel and to the men of Judah, right? He's talking to the people. And this is the Lord building it, putting a hedge around it. And at the season, he sent to the husbandman and a servant that he might receive from the husbandman of the fruit of the vineyard. So God planted Israel. God planted the United States. So God comes as the sovereign uh, owner of the vineyard. And he says, okay, I'm sending my servant that they might receive fruit. And they caught him and beat him and sent him away empty. And again, he sent unto them another servant at at a time. They cast stones and wounded him in the head and sent him away, shamefully handled. And again, he sent another, and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some. So God was sending to the nation ambassadors, servants, To bring back fruit to the Lord. To show the fruitfulness of the nation. But they condemn those prophets, those servants, those stewards, right? Those ambassadors. They killed them. They beat them. They treated them shamefully. We want nothing to do with this. And then it says in verse 6, Having yet therefore one son. Now this is the parable of Jesus. His well-beloved. He sent him also last unto them, saying, they will reverence my son. So no doubt in the parable, Jesus is referring to himself as God's son that was sent to bring forth the fruits. Jesus was looking for the fruits of the nation to give the glory to God. But the national leaders would not allow that to happen. And they had set up a system that was, it was grapes, but they were wild grapes. It looked like a grape, but it was sour. It had an appearance of religion, it had an appearance of righteousness, but it wasn't. So, he said they're going to reverence my son, Mark 12, 7, but those husbandmen said among themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and the inheritance shall be ours. And they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. That's exactly what Jesus knew they were going to do to him when he went to the cross, okay? And they cast him out of the vineyard. Verse nine, Jesus said, what shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandman and will give the vineyard unto others. 70 AD, it happened. The Lord came and he allowed destruction and it was gone. Israel as a nation was gone. Now, here's the mystery. It says he would give it to others. And for 1900 years, it was in, uh, under occupation of others, no doubt about it. Verse 10, Mark 12, 10, Jesus said, and have you not read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected, now Yeshua is referring to himself, is become the head of the corner. This, is the Lord, this was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Now they sought to lay hold on him, but feared the people, for they knew that he had spoken the parable against them, and they left him and went their way. So Jesus spoke a parable to the religious leaders of his day, the national leaders of Israel, who were under occupation of Rome. We know that. And we know that they had rejected the cornerstone, the head of the corner. They cast him out of the vineyard. They killed him. They did everything that the parable said he would do, and then the Lord allowed the armies to come in 70 AD and totally destroy Israel. Well, now we're here in 1948, 1900 years down the road, and the fig tree is putting forth her branches again. The final generation that Jesus talked about, the, this generation shall not pass until all these things be fulfilled, fulfilled, is the generation that would see Israel put forth her branches again. 1948, Israel was replanted. In 1967, at all this time, she shot forth her branches. Israel today is a thriving nation, right, in the world. Absolutely miraculous. But this represents the final generation, a generation being 70 years, 80 if by strength. We are seven years left for the 80-year period of time. Seven years we have left. Bible prophecy is exploding. Israel still is not giving the fruit that Yeshua is looking for. The United States of America, Judeo-Israel, Christian nation, is not giving the Lord the fruits. It's not to say that the works of the kingdom are not going on within the nation. There are works going on, but that's not the fruit he's looking for. He's looking for national repentance so that his glory can operate within it now even in the church the lord is looking for fruit and he's not finding what he's looking for even in the ecclesia of god that's in the earth the the vineyard of the lord that is in the earth among all the nations the hedge is coming down what has begun in 9 11 2001 why 9 11 was so intense It was the alarm clock that was telling the nation, I'm pulling down your hedge. Your protection is gone. And then all of a sudden, the elements of the earth, terrorism, war, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, storms, school shootings, violence, the earth on fire. We saw major fires. What is that? That is the earth literally convulsing. Like a physical body of a person that's really sick? Well, because the sickness of the nation is so intense, that's all the elements of the world. The flooding, the runny nose, the burning fever, the fires, the massive winds, the, 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 the flu-like symptoms, the vomiting, the earth shaking it's sick so we find another scripture in isaiah chapter 1 verse 3 isaiah chapter 1 verse 3 describing the scenario it says well let me start in verse 4 isaiah 1 4 ah sinful nation this is prophet isaiah speaking to israel again ah sinful nation and if you will allow it He's speaking to the United States of America again as well. A sinful nation of people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors, they have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick, and the whole heart is faint. It's weak. There's no more passion for God in the nation. Why should you be stricken anymore, America? I started in 9-11. I brought my judgments in Katrina. I showed you the storms and the and the mighty powers. Your earth shook. Your economic breakdown. Your housing collapse in 2008. Your your problems that accelerated and uh, intensified in the last number of years, 20 years since 9/11, 2001. 20 years of judgment has been hitting the United States of America. And rather than turning, we revolted more and more. So that in 2015 we promoted more illegal garbage. That offends the heart of Almighty God. Come on. We haven't returned to the Lord with the stripes we've been taking, with our children being shot, school shootings, church shootings, mall shootings, concert shootings. I mean, go on down. I mean, it's been a violent nightmare, particularly since 9-11, 2001. But rather than turning, the nation turning to the Lord, it revolted more and more. It's exactly what he said. Why? Why? Because it's sick. The whole head is sick. That word sick, by the way, just so you know, is the koli. The koli. It simply means a malady, anxiety, calamity, disease, grief. Now, it comes from another Hebrew word. And that Hebrew word is the kalah. And it literally means to be rubbed or worn. Hence, to be weak, afflicted. It talks about being diseased again, infirmity, woman in travail. Ah, America and the nations of the earth since 9-11-2001, have begun travailing. A woman in travail. There have been many birth pangs. Some have been very intense pangs. The birth pangs are a sign that something's being born. And if we really look at it by the Holy Spirit, biblically, scripturally, If the birth pangs are signs of judgment, then what is going to be born is really bad. What's going to be born? Antichrist is going to appear. The greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth is going to appear. Judgment, wrath upon the nation, because... We're in travail. We're sick. Our nation is this nation and nations around the world. They are sick from the head, leadership, all the way to the body. And what does that mean they're sick? It is sick for a man to be with a man. It is sick for a woman to be with a woman, sexually, I'm speaking of. It is sick for men to have desire for young boys, young girls, pedophile island, Jeffrey Epstein. It is a sickness. Now, is there a great physician that could bring healing? Yes, hallelujah. There have been homosexuals that have gotten saved by the grace of God. There are lesbians who have been saved By the grace of God, such were some of you. There are pedophiles who have been saved by the grace of God, such were some of you. But you are washed, you are clean. So there is a great position, but in a nation where the leadership promotes it and legalizes it is where the devastation begins. So leadership, all those leaders, you know why they killed Jeffrey Epstein? and they silenced his girlfriend is because the people that were involved in pedophile Island are ruling our nation. They're in the Congress. They're in the Senate. They were in the white house. They're everywhere all over the world. Anyways, he goes on to say the whole head is sick. The whole heart is faint. That word faint, just so you know, Simply means it's the davoy, and it means troubled. Wow. And it comes from a deeper word, which is the dave, which means unwell, menstruous. Woo. A menstruous cloth. She that is sick. Any woman that's had her time of the, of the month knows what that feels like. And the nation's heart is that way. Our nation is sick. Would you agree? The level of pornography that is inundating the hearts and minds in the households of people all over this nation and around the world, that men are feeding on pornography. Women are feeding on pornography. Children are feeding upon pornography. And science has proven that pornography Eats away your brain. An overdose of images. Any image. One image. Could work in a man's soul. For years. There is a great physician. There is the cleansing fount. Of the blood of Jesus Christ. For those who have been in pornography. There are those who have been. Delivered and cleansed in their minds. Hallelujah. They don't have the images in their minds anymore and if a thought comes they've learned to take it captive and get rid of it like that that's the real truth about the genuine physician so any person can escape through the faith in Jesus Christ but a nation that promotes it and not only promotes it but in the face of God adds to it their homosexuality, their lesbianism, their pedophilia, their pornography. They add to it the blasphemy against God and his son. The homosexuals in the parade in the gay pride day dressed up as nuns in their filthy conduct. It's sickening. It's disgusting. It is so sickening. The nation is sick. Verse 6, from the sole of the foot. Even under the head, there is no soundness in it, in the nation. The word soundness is the methon, and that means wholeness. There's just no wholeness. There's no entirety. There's nothing whole about our nation. There's no sacredness. There's no, there's no togetherness, right? No virtue, no morality. Gone. There's no wholeness. But there's wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. The word wounds there, here's what we see, is the petash or the petsah, however you want to say it. It means a wound, bruise. It has a deeper word, the potsah. It means to split a wound by crushing literally to split the personality, double-mindedness. In other words, the sin in the nation has split the personality of the nation. It's divided the nation, left and right paradigm, or whatever other paradigm you want to use, but the personality of the nation has been split, the personality of the individual has been split by the sin that produced the sickness. And it's not just the wounds, but it also speaks about the bruises, the kabura, the kabura. And that means a stripe, a blow. It talks about bound with stripes, black and blue marks, hurt, it's wounded. And bruised. Black and blues. Look what we just went through for a year. Talk about black and blue. Black lives matter. Blue lives matter. Black and blue. People bloodied. Burning cities. Burning this. I mean, violence everywhere portrayed on television. There's there's bruises. And putrefying sores. Putrefying means tare. It literally means moist. Dripping, fresh, recently made, new, putrefying, right? It's like this, it, it it keeps bleeding. You can't heal it. And it's a putrefying sore. And the putrefying sore, the word sore there is the makah. And the makah simply means a blow, a wound, carnage, pestilence beaten, plague, slaughter, stripe. What is the word of God saying? That the wounds keep coming. 9-11 wasn't enough. There had to be more, 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 more. Look at all the open wounds in our nation. Racism still. That should have been healed eons ago. But the wounds and the bruises, the putrefying sores within our nation, nothing's healed. After 400 years, nothing is healed because the nation has rejected the great physician. That's what we've done. He planted the vineyard. He planted the nation. He's done it, right? So this prophecy goes on, and it says, they have not been closed, these wounds, these bruises, these putrefying sores, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Now, you know the ointment is the Holy Spirit, but the mollification is the rock, the rock cock, and what it means is to soften and to be tender. In other words, pour in the oil and the wine to soften and tenderize the wound so it could bring healing. But there is none. They've rejected the great physician's ointment, Jesus' ointment, his anointing, His death, burial, resurrection, his light, his life, it has been rejected. So America just can't get healed as a nation. And so we have our prisons full, our hospitals full. We have our our, our people are walking in hallways with drugs all over them, and and we call them retirement centers. And it's just unbelievable what's going on in our country. People walking around like a ticking time bomb when they're going to snap. Then verse seven, your country, I'm reading Isaiah one seven, your country is desolate. Here's the prophecy. This is what he says is going to happen because of the condition. Your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. We've already seen it begin in a preview. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land. Strangers devour it in your presence and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. Wow. Your country is desolate. The word desolate is the shamama. Shamama. And it means devastated, literally. Astonished. That's what's coming. And strangers are going to eat it up. Who? The Chinese? The Russians? From the south of the border, the illegal aliens, terrorists coming from Islam, who? Who's eating it up, communists, socialists? Who's eating it up today? Well, he says it's desolate. And what happens? He said, in the prophecy of what's coming, your cities are burned with fire. Your land, strangers devour it. That's what's happening. Everything that was once a glory to the, of this nation, in, which was to Jesus Christ, God Almighty, it's being devoured and changed and burnt on fire. We don't even recognize our own country anymore. It's happening. In all the labor pains, the woman in travail is leading up to an ultimate destruction. A death blow is at the door. God is saying, cut it down. Do you hear it? To the hewers with axes, the enemies of America now. Cut it down. But also the, 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 the vine dressers, the intercessors, eventually you're going to start hearing the church leaders, the godly ones, who have had a good heart to bring intercession for the country. They are going to actually begin to say, cut it down. They're going to come into agreement. Watch. Watch. You're going to hear them. They've been standing in the gap. They've been saying, come on, let's win. Turn it. They're getting to a point. You're going to start hearing it everywhere. Spiritual men and women of God who love the Lord, who are holy in their conduct, cut it down. They're going to get it. Watch and see, and the hearers are going to come, and they are going to cut it down. America is going to be cut down to the ground, and when she falls, great will be the fall. Where will you be? You better be ready, because when America falls, a whole bunch of nations are going to fall, and out of the fall is going to come a new world order. It's that close. You say, well, what could topple the nation today? One stroke of the hand of God could bring America down. Do, you, do, do not underestimate what when God says to cut something down, he has weapons of war that he will say, come and cut it down. Isaiah 10 is a perfect example, but let me finish here. In verse eight, the daughter of Zion is left as a cottage in a vineyard as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers as a besieged city. Now, this is going way back in Isaiah's day, right? But listen to this. Except the Lord of hosts had left us a very small remnant, we should have been like a Sodom, and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. In other words, he's going to get to the point a few were left so that God could replant them because of a covenant that God made with Israel. And so in this his horizontal world, There's always been, whether it was 586 B.C., whether it was 70 A.D., there's always been a remnant that God replants. Out of 70 A.D., when the Jews were scattered around the world, he planted them in Europe, he planted them in the United States. All right, so now he planted them again in Israel. The fig tree is brought forth, but it's not producing the fruit. So what has been shall be again to nations, particularly the United States and Israel, that are not producing the fruit that God is looking for. And we're not. Israel hosts the largest homosexual gathering in the world every year in Tel Aviv. They promote abortion. They are no different. It is not the fruit that God is looking for. And so now we're coming to the end of the end of the ages, the end of all things. And when it all comes down this time, there isn't going to come a new nation. There's going to come the kingdom of God because the King is coming because The the great tribulation is on the way. The Antichrist is coming three and a half years. And then immediately after that tribulation, the Lord will return. He'll gather his people in the resurrection and the translation. And then God will pour out his wrath upon the nations of the earth. And then Yeshua will bring the weight of his kingdom on this earth for a thousand year millennial reign. That's very clear in scripture. And this is the most unfortunate scripture I've ever read in my life. Verse Isaiah 110 Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom He's literally talking to the leaders of Israel And yet he's calling Israel Sodom He said, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom You promoters in the Supreme Court You legislators, you lawmakers You Congress, you Senate Hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom Because America has become Sodom No doubt about it no lie, we are the modern-day Sodom, right? And remember, the New Testament says, learn a lesson what God did to Sodom back there in Gomorrah. He's going to do it because he set them as an example. You read that in Peter and in Jude. So he says, listen, hear the word of the Lord, you rulers of Sodom. Give ear unto the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. So he's talking to the leaders and the nation, and he's calling us Sodom and Gomorrah in Israel in the United States, and obviously around the world, but we're more accountable because we know better. We knew the law of the Lord. Remember, we turned against what we once had. America once possessed the glory of God in the person of Jesus Christ, and so did Israel. They had the law of the Lord, and we have rejected and have become Sodom and Gomorrah, Egypt and Babylon. Put all the descriptions on it you want to. It's what we've become. Now, having said that, what are your thoughts? I want to open the telephone lines. I mean, to me, that's the word of the Lord. To me, this is the word of the Lord. There's no doubt in my mind that God is speaking in these terms to our nation and whoever's got the axe, and if you would turn, I don't know if you want to, and I I happen to have it in front of me, but here's how God takes a nation down. You ready? In Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1, woe unto them that decree unrighteous decrees, and that right grievousness which they have prescribed. That's the United States with all of our laws. And then verse uh, 5, O Assyrian... The rod of my anger and the staff in their hand is my indignation. I will send the, the, the Assyrian against a hypocritical nation, the United States, Israel, and against the people of my wrath, and I will give them a charge to take the spoil, to take the prey, to tread them down like the mire of the streets. And then later it says, it says, shall the axe say, To him that hews it, what are you doing? Or look what I've done. In verse 15, shall the axe boast itself against him that hews therewith? Or shall shall the saw magnify itself? In other words, God's saying he'll put an axe in the hand of the enemies of America, and they'll cut the nation down, and they'll say, look what we have done. But God says to the one that's holding the axe, Hey, I put my axe in your hand and let you do this. Who do you think you are? And then he judges them, the Assyrians. So we have biblical accuracy of what we're talking about. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I'd like to hear from you. The number to call, 818-369-0326. 818-369-0326. It's 10 a.m. And I'd like to have a conversation with you because, you see, I don't see a delay to this. I don't see any delay, but as I said at the beginning of this broadcast, we still have to get up every day, and we live, and I'm so thankful that we're living within the context of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven, the life side of this day, with promises of divine protection. The hedge does not have to be taken down in your life, but the hedge is down in this nation, and over much of what is called the church, the hedge is down. The immune system that protects is gone. The walls that they hid behind in the days of Ezekiel, they daubed it with untempered mortar, and people hid behind the wall thinking they were saved. The wall is coming down. Their, fall, their salvation is a false security. It's not real. But for those who love the Lord, you can have the confidence that your wall will stay, that salvation will remain, that there are, there is an immune system, and there are protective promises in the word of God for you. But you need to know a 1,000 will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand. I'm waiting for your call. I'm waiting for your call. I hear Bonnie Boyer is saying, thank God for taking the blinders off his people to see the truth to those who are ready for a change. He know your heart, people. Repent and cry out to God for his mercy. Don't let the mask cover you up in your fear. Take off the mask. Welcome to Oregon. But he still has a small remnant here. Amen. Amen. All right, I've got some calls beginning to come in, and let me remind you, if you would like to call into the broadcast, the number to call is 818-369-0326, and then, of course, press 1 on your dial pad. I'm going to take the first call from a brilliant young lady by the name of Patricia Joy Xavier. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
1: Good morning. Could you hear me clearly?
3: Well, your phone is always a little low, so let me try to turn you up here somehow. Okay? All right. Go for it.
1: All right. What I have discerned as of recent is the cry to the people to rise up and to begin to change their ways of life is not being heard as much as, I just cannot receive this because I am too afraid. I believe they don't want to hear what is being said. And I'm talking about Christians right now. They don't want to hear what is being said because they're concerned about their families, their children, and it is hard for them to Okay, hate. Patricia.
3: Patricia, forgive yes? me. You need to come down and you need to join me. They're saying they cannot hear you. Uh, hold on one second uh, here. So if you could join could me, I'd you appreciate hear- it. Let me just uh let me ask everybody in chat room Erico 605 695 you're on the air. You can in, uh, South, South Dakota. Can you hear me? Erico 605 695 you're on the air. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Hello. South Dakota. Can you hear me? Am I on the air? Yes, yes, you're on the air.
0: Okay, is I'm on the air. All right. Well, I'm yes, just and gonna I I want to make, make sure people down. can
3: hear you. Go ahead.
0: Okay, I just wanted to make this comment about the intercessors that have been praying for many years for this particular country called America, and I remember being with people in the 60s, and we prayed, and already then, America was starting to turn away from God, and the intercessors that I was with, that's just in Minnesota at that time, there were A few, but anyway, it has gone downhill.
3: Okay, so So, Kathy, forgive me, forgive me. I don't know what the problem is. Again, this is blog talk radio. For whatever reason, uh, people are not hearing the caller, and I don't know why they're not hearing the caller. So I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the problem is. That's amplification. There should be no issue for this, but there is. So... I am so sorry, guys. What can I say? Bummer. All right, so I don't know why we cannot hear the call-ins. Terrible. That's terrible. We pay a lot of money every month to have this blog talk radio, and I don't know why people are not hearing our callers. That's not good. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and I don't know why. That's very disturbing to me. Anyways, um is my headset plugged in all the way yeah everything's plugged in everything's plugged in bells and whistles are on uh lights flashing i don't know i honestly don't know sorry about that what can i say technology so mama mia here 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 all right. Let's try 571. All right. Let's try another call. 571. Pastor Jeff, all the way from Virginia. Uh, Pastor Jeff, forgive good me morning, if we don't get people... Yeah. Good morning to you. I don't know if people are going to be able to hear you or not, so they're going to let me know in about 10 seconds. So speak into the broadcast. Let's hear what you have to say, sir.
4: As you always say, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know if you can hear me. I couldn't hear the last person either, so but, okay. but again, I just always, as I say, I want to call and say, hey, man, great teaching. I do believe the edge of protection is, around, is taken down from America, and I just think that we have to do everything that you've been saying. We have to prepare. We have to prepare in the natural, and we have to prepare uh, in the spirit realm, and I think uh, it would be great, to, like yourself and others of us, who are like-minded We need to, to to discuss Platforms to be able to Share the gospel with all of the Censorship that's going on
3: All right, Pastor Jeff, forgive me uh, You and I would have a great discussion But nobody can hear the sound And I deeply apologize I am so sorry So, folks I don't know what we'll do We'll, we'll have to make a phone call to Blog Talk again And find out why we're not getting Through to them uh, you hear oh, you were hearing Jeff?
1: Yes.
3: Yeah. Ah. Okay, well wait a second now. There were some people hearing him. I wonder how that's happening. Hmm. Okay, so Pastor Jeff called back in again. Let me see. Uh Mamma Mia. Okay, Kathy, did you have something else? Uh are you there, well, Kathy? You're...
0: Yes, I am, but yes, I heard Jeff, but I was on, you know, yeah, it wasn't coming through my iPad, but it was on my telephone, so there is a bad connection, I'm assuming. But my comment was this. Okay, in the 1960s, I was involved with uh, intercessors in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we prayed in the 60s, and many people were praying, I'm sure, all over America for this country. But there was no change. It continued to go downhill. Mm. And so now...
3: Kathy, forgive me. I am so sorry. Again, um, what's happening is the people that are tuning in on Facebook and YouTube, for whatever reason, are not hearing. So there's a connection lost here somewhere. um, And that's not supposed to be that way. And I'm not exact. Yeah, you could hear it on blog talk, but not on Facebook and YouTube.
2: okay.
3: Okay. So I would have to say to our friends um, I wonder if on Omega Radio, can, can anybody confirm whether or not on omegaradio.org, if you're listening, can you hear um, Kathy on the line here or Patricia or anybody else? Uh, and I, I do apologize for the friends that are out there right now, but no bueno, no bueno. Don't like that. I can only hear Pastor Vincent on YouTube. All right, so YouTube, Facebook. I, I, we're going to have to call it a day. What we'll do is we'll come back tomorrow. Hopefully, a, Omega. what's that, babe? Let's pass
1: and talk again, sorry, check
3: Omega. Okay, uh, Kathy, I'm going to bring you into the broadcast one more time, and I'm going to ask you, Kathy, if you don't mind speaking into it because we're going to see if you're uh, you're definitely being heard on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're going to find out if you're being heard on Omega Radio as well, okay? So what do you okay. have for us? Okay.
0: Okay, Here, here's what. In, ni- in the 1960s, I was involved with the Intercessory Prayer Group in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And that was just probably a small portion of Intercessors that were praying for our country. And so through the years, I have... She's being heard <laughs> on Omega. Okay,
3: great. You're being heard on Omega. That's great. Praise the Lord.
0: So so through the years, uh, I have seen, like the Bible says, the hedge has been taken down because of no repentance in the way that our country, America, has gone. So now, as at this time that we are in, which is the end of time, and the final time has come for all creation, I'm sure, I believe, too, that, you know, we become servants for God as, as we grow in the Lord. Then we become stewards and eventually sons of God. And as we come into this, both the wicked and the righteous are going to be here until Christ Jesus returns what is your comment
3: (laughs) my comment is now everybody can hear you on facebook and youtube i think i fixed the problem i think i'm going to become a a genius but uh i'm going to hang up (laughs) all right kathy well okay thank you let me let me do something let me just get some other folks on the calls here um, and, and Kathy, we'll go back and revisit your conversation in, in just a little bit, Lord willing. Uh, Erico two one nine, this could not be, uh, my dear brother Don, could it be? Hello, Erico two one nine, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here. <laughs> well, there
3: you are. You pressed the one on the on the on the button. What you doing, brother Don? Oh, I'm at work right now. I, I'm listening and uh <laughs> Yeah, how you been? I've been doing great. I don't know, did you mean to press the one button and, and get on the program today or? Uh no, I was listening. It must have been the Lord. It <laughs> must have been the Lord. Well, all right. So I fixed something. Now people can hear us on Facebook and YouTube and Blog Talk and Omega, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And I wanna bring our other callers in, Pastor Jeff and others. Uh, but now that you're with us, what's on your heart?
2: Oh, you know, I was uh, I was thinking about this uh, spike protein shot they've been been uh, trying to make us take. And uh, well, I might as well say it, man. Don't do it. I'm. Uh, it's hard to talk people out of getting that, but don't do it because it's not what they say it is. And personally, I think it's something to take us out with. I really do. It's uh, I'm working with guys that have been sick ever since they've taken it. My director of security here, he's been sick for four weeks. Can't get better. Magnets are sticking to his arm. We tested him. It's all true. All true. So... I'm was uh, i sitting over here by the shock clinic watching people go in and get it. And uh, I've tried to talk them out of it by, you know, asking them, are you sure you want to take an experimental vaccine? Oh, you got to die from something. You still there? Still there?
3: Yeah, we're still here. Amen. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so, I mean, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. And, uh, Whatever you do, don't take it. If it's not the market of the beast, it's it's something to take it out with. Bill Gates is behind it, Fousy and all that. Bill Gates wants the United States population down to fifteen percent. He even said so. So this is him. I mean, they're trying to kill you. It's just that simple. There's no other way to look at
3: it. So
2: don't do it.
3: All right. <laughs> All right, we got it. Don, thank you. And we'll call in a time when you mean to call in. And thanks for taking uh, the time to join us today. We'll talk to you real soon. All right, our dear friend Don, all the way from where he's from. Let's take another call here, 858-864-87. Patricia Joy, you're back on the air.
1: Could you hear me clearly?
3: Yeah, I hear you clearly.
1: Praise God. Thank you, Lord. The radio waves are opening because you know Satan is the Lord of the air and we have to understand that that's what we're fighting it's a spiritual warfare but I also want to tell you and and I know the our viewers probably hear it and see it also what is going on is that the majority of Christians are fearful they have not yet broken through that filthy, unclean spirit of fear that God did not give us. He said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but love and power and a sound mind. And we have to receive. Majority of Christians are still very afraid. So they're holding on to this mess in this world and nation that it may do better. It may go better. If they keep praying and changing in the atmosphere of their thoughts and mind, but they don't understand that the Lord has said, this is my time now, and I will be the judge of it all. And what you see happening upon the earth and in the United States of America has already been prophesied. I already have judged it to do what it's going to do. Those of you who love me and have called uh, on my name and desire to see righteousness, that will be granted unto you in your life. But it is not going to change the United States of America But it's gonna change my church to be the glory is called to be and the power is called to be in the times that we are in. My judgment is for the church. It starts there first, and then my judgment is to the nations. The time has arrived and I will judge righteously. Be not afraid for those who are listening. Be brave. Understand it is my time now, and I will change those things I want to change, and those things that need to be judged will be judged in this country and in the world. My time has arrived to call to the nations. My time has arrived to change that which is necessary to be changed because it is evil. And my time has arrived to allow further judgment in my nation and in the world. And that nation is in Israel. That nation is in the United States of America. And the rest of the world will follow suit because the leadership is from there. Understand my heart and understand that I am coming. I am coming to receive you unto myself. And to make this world the world it ought to be, do not be afraid and do not hold on to family members that will not submit. But be in prayer, and I will take care of that part. Say it somehow. So I see this happening in the church, and I see this happening in the world. This is what the Lord is saying: Let go and let me. Be not afraid and just take care of the area of your life that is necessary to take care of. And I will take care of the rest that is speaking for me and through me. This is what I hear.
3: Well, we just heard an absolute prophetic word through the airwaves. Praise the Lord. And and Patricia, while you were speaking, all I could hear is in my spirit, Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Judgment begins in the house of God. All right, very good. What a word. My goodness, what a word. Let me uh, take another call that came in earlier from Pastor Jeff Bass all the way from Virginia. And let's say good morning, Pastor Jeff. God bless you, sir. Welcome to the broadcast. And thankfully, we made it through our technological issues.
4: Pastor Jeff, are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Pastor Vincent, can you hear me? Yeah, I vaguely hear you. <laughs> okay. I think
3: you're you must be cutting out just a little bit.
4: Well, I'm pretty stationary.
3: Okay, keep on talking. I can hear you now.
4: Okay, no. All I was gonna say was I agree with that prophetic word from uh Trisha. What I was going to add was I think that i mean i first of all, I totally agree, I think that the body of christ uh we 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 need to start living the word that we've been we've been preaching and teaching, you know God has not given us the spirit of fear we you know we quote scriptures often, but now are we going to live it and I think that we we've been so brainwashed by by the mainstream media fake news that you know listen to the scientists but as you said, uh, we we need to listen to the great physician, and 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 this fear has just encompassed even the body of Christ. Many many in the body of Christ. I don't want to just say make a blanket statement and say everyone, but many in the body of Christ have given in to this fear, this rampant fear, and we and we're not walking by faith. But what I think is that like-minded believers and Christians like yourself, myself, others, many others, we need to. Um, have a platform where we can just I- inform people and we can we can discuss these topics like you know like you have with uh when you end every day you talk about pastor Patricia having her round table discussion, and I think there needs to be a platform where we can just twenty four seven discuss these issues and give information to even to the body of Christ, and we need to direct the body of Christ to to that, whether it 's some type of a uh, uh, YouTube channel that 's not YouTube is what i 'm saying or a radio station or whatever where where we 're talking about all these different different topics uh, preparing in the natural uh not taking the jab and so forth because the Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge and a lot of people don 't know, and then when we do try to tell them and inform them through the conventional networks like youtube and facebook and so forth we're getting censored and you know of course spiritually even today the enemy is trying to mess with the airways. even you know today so uh, from a spiritual perspective so I, I just think we need to discuss what are some alternative platforms that we can get this message out without being censored
3: Amen. And as you're talking, and I think that would be a very healthy conversation. And I agree with that. Let's do it. know, uh, if it means uh, we gather together, you know, and um, maybe, Pastor, whatever, we could do some things. We'll talk uh, afterwards. But as you're talking, I got to tell you, Pastor Jeff, what, what came into my spirit. And, you know, we're sitting behind a microphone and we're communicating. Uh, the, the message today was cut it down. That's the very strong language that I woke up hearing in my spirit, cut it down. The scriptures now came uh, around that word. It confirmed the word of God. This is something God will do. And so the question was, well, what axe would God use to cut down a nation like ours? I mean, it seems so impossible. And while you're talking, the sword of the Lord is an EMP, an imp rather than an ax. The ax is an imp, an EMP. And I could really see this, this seems to be growing more and more. We've heard about it a long time, but uh, just an electromagnetic pulse, a cronial mass ejection, just one move of God's finger shows the vulnerability of our entire nation. It's not just through the vaccinations and wearing masks that the depopulation comes, but the the Congress has told us that 30 million people in the first few months are gone in this country uh, with a, with, electrical shortage with an outage. Your thoughts about that?
4: No, I absolutely agree. Uh, again, talking about preparation, I mean, not, of course, I'm not tooting my own horn or anything like that, but about, I guess it was last September, I had a teach, uh, not a teaching, but I called a meeting of our church, and uh, we did it via GoToMeeting, and I had laid out um, preparation tips. And one of the things that I told him to prepare for was an EMP strike, and you know, and again, like I said, like I've talked to you in the past on the, on the air and off the air, you know, I can't be moved by what by the looks and how people react, but my comments after my after my discussion, you know, was kind of like like laissez faire or oh, so what, you know, and. I can't worry about that because I have to just be the disseminator and do what God tells me to do and share. But I again I think people they just they just wanna use that phrase, let's get back to normal. Let's go back to the way it was pre COVID and everything and, and, and uh que sera, sera. But they don't they don't understand the urgency of the season that we're in, the time that we're in, you know. <laughs> that EMP strike, we're back to Little House on the prairie or before. And stuff. They don't. They don't really. They don't see it. They don't believe it. And I think it's something that they've got to see in the spirit. So one of the things I'm going to be praying is that their eyes be opened. Uh, uh, Praying the prayers of Paul from Ephesians and and Colossians for not only our church but the believers in uh, in general, the church that their that their eyes would be enlightened, that they would have you know spiritual wisdom and insight and revelation uh, to see the deep spiritual things, because. Uh, the enemy is bold, and, and 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 to you know even today they're tipping their hands on TV shows and everything. Well, I'll talk to you later about that, and maybe we can discuss it one day. Even some of the uh, uh, of the TV shows I don't watch a lot of them, but they're 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 talking about deep fakes and false flags on on a couple of shows and stuff, and and, and it's going right over over people's heads, man, and they're just telling you what they are doing and what they're going to do, and people don't even think about it.
3: Amazing. You know, and as you're talking in Amos chapter 8, verse 9, this would be the third year that we've been prophesying, uh, I believe, by the Holy Spirit, Amos chapter 8, and it says in verse 9, It shall come to pass in that day, saith the Lord God, that I will cause the sun to go down at noon, and I will darken the earth, in the clear day. So to me, this sounds like God has the ability, I will, whatever mechanism he uses, that God has the ability to darken this earth, and we will be back there. And I just, you know, Pastor Jeff, I'm at a point where I can't imagine that won't happen. You know, a lot of people think, I can't imagine that would ever happen. I can't imagine that won't happen. I mean, that is part of where we are right now. And the electrical grid, the vulnerability of the arrogant nations in the world today, I mean people want to go back to normal, but there's been no fruits of repentance. I mean that is insane if you ask me
4: well when you just said that I believe this is a um, I just got a word from the holy Spirit I, I, uh, when you said that people don't believe that and everything in the darkness, I just feel that the Holy Spirit was saying in the in the natural the darkness but it's a, it's a representation of the darkness that the people have today, darkness and gross darkness. So we will literally see and go through darkness because man's heart has become dark. So, so I see that kind of dichotomy there of us being actually in darkness because spiritually we have uh, grown cold and dark. You know our our lamps are out. There, where's the light? ignore the light yeah. and, and, and man has loved darkness more than he has light. There it is.
2: There you know it is, Pastor that, Jeff. That,
4: that things that's been done in the dark. What 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 happens? We uh, uh, people want to cover it up. You know they don't even want us talking about November third. What was done in the dark? Man wants to continue to cover. Amen.
3: Amen, and the veil is over the mind, and the veil is over the mind, and deception, Jesus said, would come, and so people are already walking in spiritual darkness, and the powers of darkness have been doing their work, and I do believe that will ultimately manifest on the earth, and uh, we're talking about some very, very important things. I believe the message has gone forth, cut it down, the time of intercession has gone by, just like in 70 AD, eventually the, the great fig tree nation was cut down to the ground, Um, And I see two trees going down. The United States and Israel are going to be cut down. And um, we'll see what happens from there. Bible prophecy declares it, shows us what will be, and there's a remnant that shall be saved. Pastor Jeff, thanks for joining me on the air. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties. We'll be back on the air tomorrow. Lord willing, you could join me then as well. And uh, we're going to have to say goodbye for now. Yeah. Thank you, sir. All right. That's it for us today. We're going to roll on on Omega Radio. And by the way, my apologies to Blog Talk Radio. That was not their issue. That was my issue. I found it on StreamYard that there was a button that was not working right. So I shouldn't have said anything about Blog Talk Radio. Sorry. All right. With that being said, got to run. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Lord willing. Shalom.
4: Right now on Omega
3: Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. OmegaRadio.org, a roundtable discussion with Patricia Joy Xavier. You don't want to miss it.